Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, like way over there. Yeah. Light years away. Light years away. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Howdy. It's flannel season. It is flannel season. You'll love it. I'm meh on flannel. Really? Yeah, but I'm also... I am... Um, hmm. You know I, how there are people who are pear-shaped? I am... <laughs> um, I am shaped like an oval I would say what so flannel is not is not flattering on me I don't think that you're shaped like an oval I'm shaped like um I'm shaped like a star does that help no today's Thursday October 15th 2020 42 days till Thanksgiving <laughs> episode 1048 1048 this is the Stan Thomas episode Stan Thomas pitched in 58 games for the Texas Rangers in 74 and 75 he's one of 11 players to ever hail from the University of New Haven in Connecticut most notably Steve Pedrosian who won the 1987 NL Cy Young big so. fan of Connecticut I've if never you been. haven't been, never been, it's very nice. That's maybe we've had this. I don't know. I've done this show for too long that I like it all. It just glazes over. Um, the northeast. I've never done the big northeast, northeast thing okay. where it's just like you knock out like eight. I was going to say that's the best part about doing the northeast is you can knock out yeah. nearly everything in one trip. I've been to Boston. I've been to New York. Boston's like, cool. Boston. I've been in cool. New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, like I mean, I've been to like. Not Baltimore. I've been to D.C. Underrated like Rhode that's... Island. I've said that forever. Yeah. Uh, Big I, fan just of Rhode one Island. day I need to go up there and do like the you can... Rhode Island, Connecticut, Connecticut Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Vermont, yeah. all that nonsense up there. Because the other thing is, y- you I don't do know. You do all where... of that in three hours. <laughs> but the other thing, I don't know where those states are. Sorry. I can't tell you where New Hampshire is. I don't oh, know. man. I don't know. It's up there. I know the region. <laughs> it's up there. But if you were to say, hey, Tepper, where's New Hampshire on a map? I'd be like, ah, around there. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Andrew Christensen, Allison Brown, um, Ed McElroy, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas and lady fellas. And lady fellas. Uh, on today's show, guys, we're going an hour. Do it live. F it. We'll do it live. Uh, we have our weekend viewing guide. We will tell you what to watch this weekend as you work on your butt groove. Um, we will then talk with the head coach of the Palacious Sharks. Coach Chad Graves will join us. We're going to talk about them. They're off to a great start in a huge, huge game tomorrow against mm-hmm. Vanderbilt Industrial. Uh, we will talk with Coach Graves coming up here in a moment. Then back half of the program, the picks, my high school football predictions for week eight of the Texas <laughs> high school football season. And you'll never guess. Insert. But it's already out of date. And we'll wrap it all up with America's favorite segment, free money. But first, Pickle. We are going to start with your 
weekend viewing guide, your uh, Buckgroove guide. Yeah, please call it by its official if name. If you are going to sit on your couch and work on uh, breaking in a nice butt groove for yourself, we're going to tell you how to spend your time, how, what games to watch. Again, if you're just joining us for your first uh, viewing guide, your first Buckgroove guide, guide, welcome. We are going to work under the assumption that you have no more than three screens at your, at your disposal. Yeah. Okay? Uh, we're going to work under the assumption that you have a TV and a laptop and a phone. Yes. Okay? If you can do more than that... Pretty normal. Yeah. Good for you. Send us money. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you can do that... Subscribe can, like four different emails. <laughs> if, 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 you can, if you can watch more than those games, we can use a new computer. Yes. <laughs> so, um, let's start with tonight. Thursday night. It's a thinner slate, but there's a couple of games I want to recommend. One of them, on the big screen, you definitely want to watch uh, Beaumont, Westbrook, and Longview. This mm -hmm. is your... Kind of probably the showcase game tonight. Uh, a rematch of the 2018 title game. They, of course, met in 2017 and 2016 in the playoffs as well. They have become very familiar with one another uh, in, in Longview and Westbrook. And so, and the other thing, I will say this. I think that it has developed into kind of a, 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 a little bit of a rivalry just because they've played so much in, in high, stakes, high stakes games rather um, that I think that this has kind of developed into a little bit of a rivalry. Figures to be a fun matchup. you got a 5A team in Longview, a 6A team in Beaumont-Westbrook. I think it'll be fun. That's on your big screen. If you do have another screen, I would point it to Cedar Park and Pflugerville-Hendrickson. I think Cedar Park's a pretty considerable favorite in this game, but if you want to get eyes on CP, uh, a team that we think does have an outside shot to... Um, to, to crash the 5A Division One party and win the state championship, uh, check that out. That's uh, that's tonight at 7 o'clock. You can watch that. Um, yeah, those would be the two games that I recommend. Okay, let's go to Friday. And Friday's complicated. Yeah, what's Friday's up with this college football button in the Texas high school football? Friday's Get needlessly complicated because we have not one, but two college games on Friday. Yeah. And on Which one hand, I want you to watch these games – but on the other hand, like, I don't know if I necessarily want you to spend a screen on it because there's so many good high school games you can stream. The good thing is, is one of them's at five o'clock. So yeah. you can catch at least like the first so, half of that. So here's what we do. Five o'clock, five o'clock, tune in to SMU and Tulane. There's no games. I don't think that kick off before seven that are being streamed. So you've got two full hours of SMU Tulane. SMU should be ahead by then. Mm -hmm. And you should be able to turn it off at that point. But I will say, turn on that. Okay. So you start with SMU and Tulane. Then, boy, you've got a really nice slate of games. You can find all oh, these yeah. games on TexasFootball.com. You can find our viewing guide there. Um, on the big screen, boy, I don't even know where to send you. Um, on the big screen, hmm. Fox Sports Southwest. <laughs> Fox Sports Southwest. I mean, Fox Sports Southwest. I'm supposed to tell you to watch Fox Sports Southwest. So do that, too. But this is assuming you have a fourth screen that mm -hmm. you can, that, that, yeah. I think I'm going to send you to watch Cedar Hill and Alito. That's a big game kind of thrown together at the last moment. Um, you've got a great, um, obviously a great Alito team, the number two team in 5A Division II, punching up pretty considerably mm -hmm. to take on Cedar Hill. What, I, what I'm very interested in in this game is the first quarter. What does this game look like in the first quarter? Because um, Cedar Hill has kind of started slow. Mm -hmm. They started slow in their opener against, against Arlington. If they start slow against Alito, they might get buried. But if this game, like the first and fourth quarters are so key, mm -hmm. and that seems like cliche to say, but it's true, because Cedar Hill can't get buried in the first quarter, and they've got to make sure it's close going into the fourth. Because in the fourth, I think that their depth advantage may play an advantage, uh, may right. be big for them. So... Uh, keep an eye on that. That's a big depth advantage there, it is. too. I mean, it's a like, huge, yeah, it is. Well, real especially big. Alito's got a couple guys go both ways, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I would put that on the big screen. On your laptop, I want you to watch China Spring and Salado. Mm -hmm. This is a huge game down there in Central Texas. Salado, China Spring is probably where we thought they'd be, maybe a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, but Salado's coming off that big win over Waco Conley. They have been, I think, the big surprise this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so Salado and China Spring, and I believe somebody we know is going to be there. Hi, that's me. I'm somebody. Pickle's I'll be there. Be there. Yeah, Pickle's so we'll there. see. A couple of people have, have reached out saying they'll be at the game, so yeah. we'll see you there. China Spring and Salado is going to be a great game, and so I would put that on your laptop. On your phone, you've got a lot of different choices here. I will tell you that I'm going to eschew, which means not pick, uh, <laughs> Highland Park and Rockwall. It's a great game. If you want points, that's your pointsy game. Oh, yeah. I would, I would instead 
um, tell you to turn on Lubbock Coronado and Wichita Falls Rider. This is a great 5A matchup of state-ranked 5A teams. Number 8 in Division 1 in Coronado. Number 4 in, in Division 2 in Ryder. Two great quarterbacks in Sawyer Robertson for Coronado and Jacob Rodriguez for Ryder. Great matchup there. Very interested to see what the Ryder defense can do against this high-powered Coronado attack. Although the Coronado defense has been great, too. It's, yeah. These are two really good teams. And if you value watching two really good teams play, then that's what you do. So, um, to wrap all that up. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, Houston and BYU is a great game. It kicks off at 8.30. So, if one of those three games gets out of hand, out of hand switch, switch over. over to that. There you go. Uh, so, that's your, your viewing guide for, for, for Friday. Big screen is Alito Cedar Hill. Computer, Salado and China Spring. Phone, Lubbock Coronado and Wichita Falls Rider. Saturday is a lot lighter on the high school front, which is good. There's only one game that we list on TexasFootball.com. It's a 4 o'clock kick between Kingwood and College Park. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch that, you can. Um, I would tell you that uh, we do actually, from a college football perspective, have it, have it pretty well stacked in the early going. Um, you can watch... So 11 a.m. Texas State kicks off with South Alabama. Mm-hmm. You can watch that if you'd like. I would wait until 12:30 to watch Army and UTSA. Yes. So that will be my pick. Then uh, I think your pick is going to be A&M at Mississippi State. That's for your mid-afternoon slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the evening, there's only one game: Southern Miss at UTEP. So that is your Saturday viewing guide. And uh, yeah, of course, we've got this at TexasFootball.com. If you want to go check out uh, what we've got there, we've got a, a viewing guide that right now we have. 41, 41 links for you that you can stream Texas high school football games this weekend. Plus, of course, there's the college action that you can view on your own television. Uh, so a big week to work on your butt groove. It's a great sure. week of, for high school, too, because it's like really good matchups, but they're a little bit like, huh? Yeah. Like, like an Alito Cedar Hill is the perfect way to describe that. But like they're a little bit different matchups that we're not normally sure. used to. No, I think that's um, I think that's a good way to put but it. But they're really, really like, ooh. That piques my interest. <laughs> yes, I agree. And so, uh, what I would do is uh, is is sit on your couch all weekend, and then I guess there's NFL on Sunday. There right? is, yes. Are there any NFL games left? Yes. People are still doing NFL. Yes. Okay. Then watch the. NFL. There's no Thursday night game tonight though, so that gives you even more of a reason. To is there not? In. Nope. It was supposed to be, but it got moved to Monday. Hmm. So it's a double Monday. Yes, again for the second week. Well, the other one got canceled. Then there was a Tuesday. Eh, it's all over the place. Weird. <laughs> we're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I'll invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines, years worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, please go there and support the show. Do that. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the 4-1 and one Palacios Sharks. We're joined by Coach Chad Graves. Coach, how are you? Good. Yourself, sir? Uh, I'm excellent. How are things in beautiful Matagorda County? They are beautiful, nice and sunny and warm, ready, ready to play some football. Uh, I can I can certainly imagine. You guys have been <laughs> ready to play some football, uh, you know, pretty much all season, off to a 4-1 and one start. You know, I'm interested uh, in, in where this team is maybe versus your expectations. I know that obviously the offseason was wild for everybody and nobody really mm-hmm. knew what to expect from their teams whenever they, they hit the field. But from your perspective, uh, is the team about what you thought they were going to be or are they exceeding your expectations so far? No, I, I think we're a little ahead of where we thought we were going to be. You know, last season we we graduated 18 seniors, um, so we knew we were going to be a young ball club this year. Um, but of the ones that were coming back, uh, they're they're pretty special athletes. So uh, I, I think we're we're a little bit ahead of where we were last year. Uh, excited where we are. Um, still got a tons of work to do to get where we want to be and being a top tier team in our district and and try to make some playoff noise. Uh, you uh, you took over a team this team back in 2018. You move over there, and, and this was a uh, you took over a team that. You know, look, plain and simple, it had kind of been down in the dumps. It had been a while since it had been a, a, a team that had won a, a, had a winning season. That was back in 2007. Last year, you break through and have that 8-3 that and three year. What do you think is the biggest difference between the program that you took over in 2018 and what you're seeing now? 
I, I think the culture is a little bit different. You know, I'm excited to be a part of, of this community and, and be a part of the, the Sharp program. But you know, we have some kids that have really bought into what we're what we're working on, what we're trying to do. I think a lot of it is surrounding yourself with, with great staff members, and we have a tremendous staff here. And we do things a little bit different. You know, we, we coach on the football. We coach from seventh grade to, to varsity with the same same staff. So we're on the field at 6 o'clock in the morning with our seventh and eighth graders and then uh, after school with our JV and varsity. So those those kids that are just coming into the program are getting the same coaching as the kids that play on Friday night. And, and that, that that's starting to, to pay off for us as we're not having to reteach or change terminology and they're getting they're getting the best coaching they can possibly get. We're talking with Chad Graves, head coach of the Palacio Sharks here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, you guys are coming off of a, of a bye week. Uh, I'm interested. I know that there are no, you know, coaches don't like to use the, the bye week or the off week. That's a week of work. Uh, what what were you guys working on? What, what do you feel like you guys were, were looking to accomplish in your off week? You know, we... Obviously, a, a different type of year for everybody in Texas high school football. Um, this is actually our second week that we've been off. Uh, we lost a game earlier in the season due to a, a schedule snafu in, in another district where they they changed their schedule up. So, you know, our, we, we utilized our, our week last week um, to, to really work on ourselves, you know, fundamentally um, some things that, that we didn't – that we haven't been doing very well in. And, and I think that we've got those things fixed and – and we're ready to get back on the field, you know, having two open weeks um, is pretty tough. So uh, our kids are excited. Our kids are focused up. You know, we were able to, to heal some bumps and bruises and, and and now we're ready to get back on the field. Uh, I want to ask you uh, a little bit about your sophomore quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that there's uh, there, this is a, a guy in, in Anthony White that look you're tossing a sophomore out there at the varsity level. There, there's always are always going to be some growing pains, but it seems like from my perspective, and you know it better than I do, uh, seems like he's taken to the role pretty pretty clearly. What can you tell us about your your sophomore quarterback, Anthony White? You know, he, he's a student of the game, and that, that's what I'm, I'm most excited about with him. Um, he started 11 games for us last year as a freshman. Uh, so, so, you know, it was funny. We, had, we were having this conversation yesterday, and he's like, Coach, I was watching our game against Industrial last year, and I looked like a baby. I said, yeah, <laughs> you are a baby, and you still are. You know, he, uh, he, he's got 16 games underneath his belt, but, but he's – He's one of the, the younger leaders on our team. Um, he's a tremendous uh, athlete, and he's, he's going he's gonna to make me a good coach before it's all said and done. Um, but he, he's somebody that, that wants the ball in his hands when, when, it, when it time's right, and, and he's, a, he's a fierce competitor. I and mean, I can't say enough about his work ethic, um, his, his expectations of our team. Uh, he's got great family support and, and – He's one of those kids that that you're in this business to to coach, and he's he, he is special. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the defense. It seems like you know in in the early going first week, you guys uh, uh, lose forty one to seventeen to to real good Yokum team. That's a, mm-hmm. a a loss that I think has aged pretty well. Uh, and then, but then since then, defense looks like it's really tightened up. You guys have have been able to to make some plays. What have you seen from your defense so far this year that that has you excited? You know, we're we're not the biggest of, of kids. You know, we have we have number wise, we have thirty kids on varsity, and and our kids have to play on all three phases of the game. Uh, but but defensively, we're we're smaller, we're in size, but that we're fast and, and we get to the ball. And and I think our defensive defensive staff is putting our kids in in great opportunities and great positions to make plays. And 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 we've done just that. Um, there's there's not one thing offensively, defensively, or special teams because our kids our kids have to play everything being at a smaller school. Um, but you know, with coaches working and preparing and, and giving them the best opportunity to be successful, our kids are, are flying around and making plays. We're talking with Chad Graves, head coach of the Palacio Sharks here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. All right, Coach, it is on to the next one, and you guys got a big one coming to Shark Stadium uh, tomorrow night uh, as you guys take on Vanderbilt Industrial uh, in, in a, a critical uh, District 15-3A Division One game. Uh, I know you've been planning for two weeks now uh, for, for these Cobras, and I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but when you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against tomorrow, uh, what, what do you see? You know, Vanderbilt and Industrial is, 
is a well-coached ball club. You know, Coach Dixon's done a tremendous job. This is his third season there. Um, they were three rounds in the playoffs, and we've played them the last two years non-district. Um, so getting them into district is is nothing nothing new to us. We we know who they are and, and what they do. They they've got some talented kids over there. Um, their quarterback Matthew Davis does a tremendous job. Their their running backs are running really well, um, and they got a really really positive, really big physical uh, tight end H back, and he also plays defensive on the defensive line. And, and Devin Bar, you know, we're going to have to to take care of ourselves, and, and we go into it each week thinking. And, and talking to our kids about the things that we need to do. It's not what industrial is going to do. We know what they're going to do. They're going to be physical, and they're going to fly around the football on defense, and they're going to try to put you in binds uh, when they're on offense. We've got to take care of our, our situation, and, and that's you know offensively executing and moving the chains. Um, no, no penalties before the snap or after the whistle. We're going to have to play great defense uh, to get their offense off the field. And I think most crucially, we got we got to win the kicking game. Uh, I think I think a lot of teams uh, lose field position and, and points that way. So I think if we do those three things, I think we'll have a chance to compete with them. You know, the last two years they've they've beat us pretty beat us up pretty bad. So uh, we talked to our kids. If you want to be the best in this district, you got to beat the best, and and, and that's who we get to play this week. Uh, most certainly, you know, there's a, obviously there in, in 15-3A Division One. It's it's a it's a dog fight. Uh, down there, and and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, you guys are looking for your first district championship since uh, you won the state championship back in 1964. Yep. 64, that's was, right. Was the last time. Is that something you guys talk about? Is that something about that you guys are talking about? About hey, we can make some history here. Uh, yes, we do. We do, and, and not in terms of uh, of a district championship, but giving our, our kids a chance. To, to do something special. We think that, that we have something special going on here um, in, in this blue collared community. Uh, our kids show up to work and, and, and we talk about not, not just scraping by to try to get into the playoffs. That's not our mentality anymore. That's not our expectation. We want to be the, the top team in the district. And, and in order to do that, we've got to knock off some, some pretty good teams, which we have three of them left to play. Mm-hmm. So, we we start with this one, uh, and then however they, however this game goes, we'll go into the next one, which is Edna, who's beat us the last two years in the playoffs. Uh, one last question for Chad Graves, the head coach of the Palacios Sharks. Coach, you guys are, for the longest time, you guys were one of two Texas high school football teams that were known as the Sharks. It was Y'all, and it was Sabine Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a newcomer. Uh, perhaps you've heard <laughs> of them in Alvin Shadow Creek. They are the Sharks. My question for you is... Obviously, they've been off to a great start in their program history, the reigning 5A state champs. Do you welcome them into the Shark fraternity, or is this something that you're like, you know what, you didn't really go through the, 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 you know, the, the process to, to get into the club? I, I will tell you, if anybody ever talks about our program with Shadow Creek, we're in great company with what they've been doing down there. So I, I welcome swimming with other sharks, sir. <laughs> He's Chad Graves. He's the head coach of the Palacios Sharks. A big game tomorrow night against the Vanderbilt Industrial Cobras. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and good luck tomorrow night. Thank you, sir. For the fan. There he goes. Chad Graves, the head coach of the Palacios Sharks. Looking for – yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to – there's still work to do after this. He mentioned that they're going to get. They've still got a big game with Edna. Edna's three and zero in district play as well. They got a game tonight against Mathis. Keep an eye on that one. I think Mathis is better than record indicates. But neither here nor there. Um, Palacios already has win a win over uh, uh, Mathis, and then they're they're beat. They've beaten Aransas Pass, who's struggling a little bit. Um, I mean, you're talking about a, a team that hasn't won a district championship since they won that state championship back. Almost sixty years ago. Yeah, that's a crazy stat right there. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, Whoa. "Well, and part of it is that they are in that part of the state where, like, they're they're in with a lot of the same teams, teams. every single year, right? And and you look at those teams, uh, Edna traditionally very good, um, Goliad mm-hmm. they're having a tough year this year, traditionally very good, Mathis traditionally very good. Like, there are these teams that have always been there. They have not been able to rise to the top. Right. Here's an opportunity. Tomorrow night at home to take command of that district and to maybe make some history down there in Palacios, down there in Matagorda County. So, uh, really excited to see what shakes out between Palacios and uh, Industrial tomorrow. So, uh, appreciate Chad Graves, the head coach of the Palacios Sharks, joining us. And, and 
I'm glad that he's embracing the shark fraternity. He says, I like to swim with other sharks. And I, I like was it. like, and drop the mic. That's Call's perfect. done. He's that's, good. That's perfect. <laughs> he crushed it. That's perfect. So we appreciate Chad Grace. It's time. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, let's talk about In-N-Out Burger and our In-N-Out Burger game of the week. We've got two of them this week, and each week, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football partners with In-N-Out to honor not only to spotlight a game and also to honor outstanding scholar athletes on each of the teams. We got two games this week. It's twofer. It's twofer. You love it. Both of them in the Greater Austin area. We're going to start seven o'clock tomorrow night at Gupton Stadium at the uh, as uh, Vandegrift takes on Vista Ridge in a tantalizing tantalizing matchup. Really interested in this one. It's our In-N-Out Burger game of the week between Vanderbilt and Vista, or uh, rather Vandegrift and Vista Ridge. And we've got some scholar athletes to honor. Uh, In-N-Out Burger is going to uh, congratulate Hunter Ross, the linebacker uh, for Vandegrift, the senior linebacker. He is the uh, he is the Vandegrift, the Vipers' uh, In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week. On the other side, for Vista Ridge, it's their offensive lineman, defensive lineman, Aiden Beasley. Uh, he is the a senior there at Vista Ridge. He is the In-N-Out Burger uh, Scholar Athlete of the Week for Vista Ridge. Staying in the Houston, or the Austin area, rather, we have another big game. That is tomorrow night at the Puffield in Puffluggerville. At the Puffield in Puffluggerville, 7 o'clock, as Leander Rouse takes on Pflugerville Connolly and in and out Burger, the game of the week, also going to honor scholar athletes from each of those game or teams. First, Leander Rouse, senior defensive back Aaron Brannigan. Uh, he, Brannigan, rather, he is the uh, in and out Burger uh, scholar athlete of the week for Leander Rouse. And on Pflugerville Connolly's side, it's their defensive back, Mika Anthony Everest. Uh, the senior defensive back for the Cougars is the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week for uh, the Leander Rouse and Pflugerville Conley game going on tomorrow night at the Puffield in Pflugerville. Uh, congratulations to all of them for their success on and off the field. Thanks to In-N-Out for being a proud, pr- uh, the proud presenter of the In-N-Out Burger Game of the Week. For more information, you can visit TexasFootball.com. Pickle, let's talk about the picks video. Eh, let's not. <laughs> Throw so, it away. <laughs> so, for the second consecutive week. Maybe we can get a streak going. The second consecutive week, our spotlight game got banged. Mm-hmm. Our spotlight game. Now, so it's, it's Katie and Katie Tompkins. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um... It got moved to December. They have a flex week in there. They're going to move it to December. I think it's like December. I don't know. From December uh, November 4th. 27th. Oh, November 27th. Oh, yes. that's right. Black Friday. Yes, weekend. Sorry. Black Friday. Black Friday in the morning, 11 a.m. Yeah. Sexy. I like Black <laughs> I like Black Friday morning games. It's nice. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is this is the second week in a row. Because last week, you remember, we did Martin Bremon. Right. We had Martin Bremon. Had a big preview of Martin Bremon. <laughs> yeah. Really excited about Katie and Katie Tompkins. Had all this thoughts on it. I really, really excited. I really think now that we just need to make it a goal to see if we can keep the streak. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna start batting a hundred or a thousand, you got to keep it going. Ridiculous. Like, just keep it going at this point. But it's like we can't edit it because, like, this is not. I'll be honest. Okay, so we'll just pull back the full editing curtain. Yeah. If there's a game in like the lightning round that gets canceled. We'll Super just, easy. We can just pull that. It's easy. But this is like a huge chunk. This is like trying to drive without one of your wheels. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's about four to five minutes of the entire video. Yeah. It are the two spotlight games. Like, one is five minutes and the other is about five minutes, realistically edited through. Just stinks. Anyway, there are <laughs> other games going on in Texas high school football. Just not the first one. Uh, we will uh, We preview all of them. Here are the picks. Uh, my week eight predictions for Texas high, football, Texas high school football, rather, on Texas football today. In this topsy-turvy 2020 Texas high school football season, what does week eight have in store? These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football on TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get this out of the way. Last week was bad, okay? It was a bad week for Texas high school football. Dave Campbell's Texas football estimates that somewhere between 10 and 12% of all of the UIL 11-man Texas high school football games 
were either postponed or canceled last week, largely due to the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, it is escalating. We are having more games canceled each week, and that is bad. I don't think I need to tell you that that is bad. We all need to do our part, whatever it is, redouble our efforts, wear masks, social distance, do our part to slow the spread. If we want Texas high school football to continue, if we want it to thrive in 2020, we have to do our part. There you go. I'm off my soapbox. We're into week eight of the Texas high school football season, and there are huge games all across the state. We will start in Houston. Six o'clock Thursday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy, a District 19-6A showdown is on tap as the Katy Tigers take on the Katy Tompkins Falcons. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, can Milrow crack the code? Let's talk about Katy Tompkins quarterback Jalen Milrow. The Texas commit is special. Plain and simple. He's one of the very best signal callers in the state of Texas, and he can do a little bit of everything. His arm is exceptional. He's got great arm strength, terrific accuracy, and he can make plays on the run as well. And by the way, whenever you need him to take off with it, he can do that. He is a game changer for this Falcons offense. Now he takes aim at one of the very best defenses in the state. I mean, the traditional power in Katy. When you think of Katy, you think of their defense, and this year is no different. Defensive back Hunter Washington leads an outstanding Tigers defense that is basically suffocating people right now per usual. So can Jalen Milrow find a way past this outstanding Tigers defense? Key number two, Katy's youngsters. So this is not the Katy offense that we thought we were going to see plain and simple. Uh, they are having to play a new sophomore quarterback in Caleb Coger. They're relying a lot more on running back Seth Davis because of players who either opted out or are no longer with the program. So this is a new look, younger offense for Katie, but that hasn't stopped them from being outstanding. I think this is a really dangerous Tigers attack, but let's remember a lot of sophomores and juniors leading this offense. So in a big district game, can Katie's youngsters step up? In camera three, we're going streaking. I want you to think back to November 8th, 2008. What were you doing then? 12 years ago, I was a much younger man. Uh, what, what Katie was doing was they were losing an overtime thriller to Katie Cinco Ranch in a district showdown. Since then, they haven't lost a district game. 74 straight district wins for Katie. That is second in the state as far as active streaks are concerned, only behind Alito, who has won 90 games in a row. This district winning streak for Katie is serious. But Tompkins is a huge threat to that. And Tompkins knows that. I think the new kid on the block, one of the youngest programs in KDISD, I think they know they can have a great chance to take down the Mighty Tigers, take control of the district, and snap that long streak. So, can Tompkins do what nobody has been able to do in more than 12 years? Who am I picking? I'm going with Katie. You don't pick against a streak, plain and simple, and Katie had 74 wins in a row in district play, has to get the nod here on the strength of what I think is a really blossoming defense. Uh, Hunter Washington and this outstanding secondary is just part of it. I think they're going to challenge Jalen Milrow and this Tompkins attack. The other part of it is that I think that the Tompkins defense has got to step up in a big way if they're going to win this. Even though this is not the KD offense we thought we would see, I think that they are really humming along right now. The running game led by Seth Davis, I think, is a game changer. So I do think this game is close. I think the Tigers get a scare, but I think the win streak goes to 75 for the KD Tigers. Let's go to the Coastal Bend, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Buccaneer Stadium in Corpus Christi. It's a big-time 15-4-A Division I showdown as the Corpus Christi Miller Buccaneers take on the Corpus Christi Cal Allen Wildcats. What are the keys to this one? Key number one, the first quarter. There's no real other way to say this other than Miller starts fast and Cal Allen starts kind of slow. Cal Allen takes a little bit of time for them to get in gear, right? Usually 7-0 is a pretty good result for them in the first quarter. For Miller, they come out of the gates flying. They are really, really lightning in a bottle coming out of the locker room in the first quarter. They like to play from ahead, and it's really key for them to play from ahead. So whenever the first 12 minutes of this game are over, where does the game stand? Key number two, styles clash. So what's really interesting about this game, everyone in Corpus Christi has been looking forward to it for seemingly like three years now. And one of the things that strikes me most is that these are two teams that win a lot and do it in totally different ways. For Cal Allen, it's that running game. It's that kind of modified wing T attack led by Jeremiah Earls. They just grind you out on the ground. That's what they do. For Miller, it's 
throw it all over the yard. Andrew Body, their quarterback, is terrific. One of the best-kept secrets in Texas, I think, and his wide receiver core is outstanding. This is a huge stylistic clash. Which one shines brightest on Friday night? In key number three, the Cal Allen Anaconda. So the way that Phil Danaher, the coach at Cal Allen, has become the all-time winningest coach in Texas high school football history is not fancy. It's not some sort of schematic advantage that they have that nobody else does. Plain and simple, they just play this style of football that over the course of 48 minutes, it suffocates you like an anaconda. Suddenly, it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And suddenly, you find yourself behind by about 10 points with three minutes left, and you have nothing you can do. It's what they do. They, the defense just finds a way to take away the thing you do best, make you do something else, and then that running game just doesn't give you the ball. It's a 48-minute choke is what it is. My question in this one is, can Miller break through? Can Miller find a way to escape that grasp and maybe trick Cal Allen into a game they don't want to play? Cal Allen doesn't want to play a shootout. So can Miller establish the tone in this game or will the Cal Allen Anaconda choke out another victim? Who am I picking? I'm going with Cal Allen. I got to go with the Wildcats here because of their ball control. I think that the defense and the running game is going to be especially effective against this Miller team that is kind of relying on outscoring people. Their, their offense is really, really high powered, but the defense leaves a little something to be desired right now. I think that the running game for Jeremiah Earls and that wing T attack is going to be able to get going. Furthermore, I think that Danaher and the Wildcats are going to be able to come up with a couple of extra stops that are going to be able to get Miller off the field. This comes down to the tone of the game, right? It's easy to see what a Miller win looks like. A Miller win is a game in the 40s. A Miller win is Andrew Body lighting it up. A Cal Allen win is something in the 20s, right? It's 28-14 or maybe 31-17, to something like that. It's easy to see which game favors which team. I just think that Cal Allen's game plan is going to be sound enough to come away with one extra play to give them a critical district win. 7 o'clock Friday night at Freedom Field in Alvin. It's a huge Houston area showdown as the Manville Mavericks take on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. I really like what this Manville team has, especially defensively. I think they might actually be a year early. When you take a look at all the youngsters they've got with Justin Medlock and Tyree Scranton, this defense is really, really impressive. They're in for a huge test, right? Against Galena Park North Shore, Demetrius Davis, Shadrick Banks. The offense is really cooking. I do think the North Shore defense is still finding its way, which may provide an opportunity for Manville to spring the upset. I'm going with North Shore in this one, but keep an eye on it. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bearcat Stadium in Alito. It's a matchup kind of thrown together at the last minute as the Cedar Hill Longhorns take on the Alito Bearcats in a cross-classification showdown in DFW. You know, both these teams had their games canceled for this upcoming week, so they decided to get together and play. And so kudos to Carlos Lynn and Tim Buchanan for taking on the challenge of playing one another kind of on short notice. You know, Alito has looked fantastic uh, so far with their two big wins, one, of their, one over Weatherford and one over Frisco. Lone Star quarterback Brandon. Hayden is really stepping up. They've moved to Marco Roberts, their star cornerback, to running back. JoJo Earl is a do-it-all dynamo, right? He can do a lot of different things. Uh, on the other side for Cedar Hill, in their opener against Arlington, they kind of scuffled a little bit out of the gates, but then they hit the Jets. And quarterback Caden Salter, an outstanding wide receiver core, is what awaits this Alito team. I give Cedar Hill the edge for two reasons in this game. One, I think the Longhorns defense has taken a big step forward, and I think that's going to be able to challenge this Alito offense, which has been really, really impressive so far. The other part is depth. Plain and simple, Cedar Hill's just got more depth than Alito does. I think that in a close game in the fourth quarter, that's going to matter. I think Cedar Hill comes home with a win. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Indian Stadium in Tuscola, the District 3-3A Division I title is on the line as the Wall Hawks visit the Jim Ned Indians. Wall is a weird team in the sense that we don't really know a ton about them yet. I think that they don't have any bad losses. And I also think they don't really have, in hindsight, really any super impressive wins at this point. Uh, even though last week against San Angelo TLC, they overmatched them. They had eight different guys score touchdowns on the ground. That is hard to do. Going up against this Jim Ned team that I think we have a better feel for, right? Uh, they have an outstanding quarterback in Tate Yardley, a great running back in Xavier Wishart. They are a team that offensively is really impressive. The key in this one is going to be can Jim Ned match up up front defensively against this big wall offensive line led by Tate Williams? That's a huge question in this one because not many 3A teams can match up with that wall offensive line. So 
Wall has won more than 50 district games in a row, and they add another one to that tally. Give me the Hawks. But those are far from the only big games in week eight of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Lake Travis over Buda Hayes. Give me Buffalo over Clifton. And Badger, 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 Badger. I like Lampasas over Burnett. I like Eastland over Comanche. Give me El Paso Eastwood over El Paso Franklin. And Cedar Park stays hot with a win over Pflugerville Hendrickson. I'm taking the Sharks over the Cobras. That's Palacios over Vanderbilt Industrial. Give me C.E. King to stay hot with a win over Huntsville. And I like Hawley over Stamford. I'm going with Winsboro over Emory Reigns. Shiner stays perfect with a win over Ganado. And San Angelo Central gets into the win column with a win over Abilene. I'm going with Carthage over Jasper. San Antonio Brennan over San Antonio Reagan. And in a close one to call... I think I like Rockwall over Highland Park. Rematch of the 2018 title game. I like Longview over Beaumont Westbrook. Give me Salado to take down China Spring. And I like Pottsboro over Mineola. Pearland Dawson beats Pearland. I like Crawford over Rio Vista. And in the Battle of Spring, I like Westfield over Spring High. I like Klein Kane over Klein. Give me Lovejoy over Denison. And Panhandle beats West Texas. Stratford beats Sunray. I think Paris gets by Terrell. And in one of the great rivalry games in Texas high school football, I think Midland Lee beats Odessa Permian. A couple of really underrated matchups here. I like Wink over McCamey. Give me Winthorst to get by Munster. And Normandy stays perfect with a win over Grapeland. I like Sherilyn Pioneer over McAllen Rowe. Give me Yoakum over Columbus. And Post beats New Deal. I like Wichita Falls Rider over Lubbock Coronado in a close one. Give me Idaloo over Abernathy. And Mission Veterans Memorial beats Raymondville. Really interesting matchup in 4A. I like Iowa Park just barely over Graham. And in our six-man game of the week, I'm taking Knox City over Kroll. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week eight of the Texas high school football season. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. Already woefully out of date and um, incorrect also. Because Jalen Milrow flipped, apparently. <laughs> this was like months ago. So it's just like got, got lost in my brain soup. But yeah, he's committed to, a, uh, to Alabama now. So uh, forget I said that. Forget I said everything about the Katie and Kitty Tompkins game. Because yeah, it's not happening. Just literally take that out of your mind and just move, move it, it somewhere move it, else. Move it. Take, your, take, your, take your ladle. Take it out of your brain. And go out of there. Anyway, as always, I guarantee you I got at least one of those right. We'll find out together, won't we? <laughs> because trust me, if I if I went, it w- it would be I picked in in the end, uh, you know, there are uh, I think a couple other games. In, I don't know if there's a couple other games that I picked that I've already been canceled. But in any case, whatever is the case, it would be like almost statistically impossible for me to loot to pick every one of those games wrong. That would be almost more impressive. Than oh, picking yeah. every one of those games right. Absolutely, it would be more impressive to get every single one wrong. Yeah, because there are some of those that they might not be. Very, I think I they could, shouldn't be so very like, close. I could because the other thing, and I, I've told this on the show before, but it's been a minute and we've all slept. Um, like obviously, like there are games this week that are like I can tell you what's going to happen. Oh yeah. Okay. Like for example, let's see if I can find what the biggest line of the week is. Not line, but the biggest computer projection is. The biggest computer projection of the week, uh, according to our Dave Campbell's Texas Football Computer, is Albany. Albany is playing Ranger. Albany is a state-ranked team. Ranger is 0-6. They're, they're a little bit bad. Albany is a considerable, considerable, considerable favorite over mm-hmm. Ranger. Okay? I could fill my the, the picks video. Right. With games like that. With games like that. There are, from what I understand, there are... There are 20 games that the computer projects to be decided by 60 points or more. I could just fill the video with that. And then I could, like... Get like, them all right. Yeah, and then you could but, say, oh, you know, yeah, I guessed are, all these things. Right, these are like, supposed to be good, compelling, games. interesting, yeah. close games. Not all of them are close, but, like, all of them, I, like, I think, at least have storylines. Like, yeah, so. I would way rather hear your thoughts on a game that is a total coin flip than a thought. I'm going to take that... Albany over Ranger. I'm going to yeah. take Canadian over Dimmit. I'm going to take Anton over Cotton oh, Center. Oh, upset alert. And I'm going to take, oh, the Wimberley Austin <laughs> Eastside Memorial game got canceled. Uh. Uh, I think that yeah, I think the Hamlin Crosby game got canceled too, uh, and so. I'm going to take Pleasant Grove over North Lamar. 
There you go. How dare you? There are four more. How dare gonna, you? <laughs> We're Texas Football. Today we're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle? Final thoughts. Uh, we're, we're cutting the show. It's, it's time to be done. We're, we're calling it quits. Do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the sound of the alarm no, of saying no, that it's, it's time to be done. No, no, seriously. I think it's like, can people hear the wind? Like whenever the wind's like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Because the wind is saying, free money! Free money! You are just the My worst. college football Gosh. picks against the spread. Hi. Welcome in to Free Money, Boo. America's favorite segment. <laughs> Boo this We're back man. in for free money. Now, look. Look, we had a rough week last week. A legit pickle. I'm not. I'm not fooling you here. I don't believe you. We we went four and five. Oh, beautiful! That's a losing record right there. We went four and five. The rough week. Yes. Rough week for free money. Yes. We, start, we started off really poorly too. Good. Like, you I, knew from like, the get go it was going to get bad. Houston. You know what the problem was? Like we got off on the bad foot because Houston ended up blowing out Tulane, and I thought, yeah. oh, you know, Houston. First game of the season. So, and the thing is, they started off slow, and I was thinking like, money, awesome, looking good, and then like Houston took off. It was like, you know, so good for them. And then your bookie but, ran off with it. And so, yeah, so we went 4-5 and five last week. We need a bounce back. We are still, don't worry, don't worry. We are still 21-13 and 13 on the year, okay? Mm, still 21-13 and 13 on the year. Let's change And that. there are uh, seven games this week. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter what, I will be above 500 after this week. Well, so, no matter what. But let's boost stinks. that, let's boost that record, okay? Let's not. Let's boost that record starting Friday afternoon. Yes, a Friday afternoon game, 5 p.m. as number 17, SMU takes on Tulane. Friday, yeah, at 5 p.m., SMU favored by 6.5 on the road. Yes. So, SMU, obviously, uh, nationally ranked now, 17th, uh, 2-0. The uh, passing attack continues to be excellent. Um, And I will tell you... I think Tulane's secondary might be garbage, okay? <laughs> they got lit up last week by Clayton Toon, right? They got lit up by Houston last week. And then you go back to, I think it was the game before that, they got they got beat for uh, 299 yards and two touchdowns through the air by Navy. Yeah. I think their secondary yeah. is garbage. Rough. Now... So Shane Bouchelle should be able to feast. Now, let's talk about the bad news that came down for SMU this week. Yeah. Which is they will be without Reggie Roberson, mm-hmm. the star wide receiver for the rest of the year. Um, TJ McDaniel. With a knee. And they will be without running back TJ McDaniel uh, with an ankle for the rest of the year. Both of those guys are done. Which stinks. And obviously takes a little bit of starch out of their attack. Um this is going to have to be a game where other guys step up. I'm looking at a guy like Ulysses Bentley. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to have to step up and, and have a big game. Which he has. Yes, I think he has. But that said, I think that they've got plenty of weapons. I think that they're going to find a new guy to kind of slide into the Reggie Roberson role and stretch the field. Uh, and that's going. I think the offense is still going to cook. I think I, that's not to say that they are going to be the same without Roberson and McDaniel. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a that you can't lose two of your best players and not feel the impact. Right. But I do like SMU by a touchdown. I do like SMU. Oh, see, uh, if this would have been seven point five, it would have been a lot, lot more interesting. More interesting but of I, a line. I like SMU minus six and a half on the road at Tulane simply because I don't think the Tulane secondary can beat anybody, and I think that the defense is going to be able to come up with a couple of stops mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to to give them the ball back, and and I like SMU. They can minus, I like SMU minus six and a half. So that is my pick there. What is next, Pickle? Up next, a, your Friday nightcap. You've got no, number 14, BYU at Houston, 8.30 p.m. BYU favored by five and a half on the road. So this is a weird game. Yes. Um, because, like, on one hand... BYU, aside from last week, has been beating the tar out of people. But the last thing we saw from BYU was them getting really pushed by UTSA. And the I do think that the pass defense for BYU is pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. 
I think UTSA, who cannot throw the ball really, like they're a team that's struggling to, to move the ball through the air, they had pretty good success throwing the ball yeah. last week against BYU. Houston's a much better passing team. The question is going to be on the Houston defense because the Houston defense is going to have to step up in a big way. And another big thing, I got to see a step four from the Houston offensive line. Mm -hmm. The Houston offensive line, they turned the ball over five times uh, against Tulane, and a lot of that came because Clayton Toon was under pressure, because they're in the backfield, because Mm -hmm. they're making his... Uh, his day rough. BYU is a better pass rushing team than um, than Tulane. BYU also has a better quarterback than Tulane does mm-hmm. in, in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's awesome. So it's a big test for the defense, much bigger test for the defense, and a much bigger test for the offensive line. That's going to be key. That said, it is at home. I'm going to take Houston. I, I do think they lose outright. I think they lose by a field goal, but I think they're able to keep it close. I like Houston plus five and a half at home. Uh, I think they're able to keep this thing close. That's my pick here. I'm going to go with Houston. I don't feel awesome about it because I do think that there's a possibility that like Houston's been game planning for Tulane for so long that then finally they get on the they, they get on the and and, mm-hmm. and and there's a little bit of a letdown here and also BYU explodes. I do think there's that possibility, mm-hmm. but I like Houston plus five and a half. Uh, I worry so much about that offensive line. I, don't, I know. Like, I think the offensive line could be a problem, but we'll find out this week because if, that's if, a good line. Yeah, five and a half is tough, but I'm gonna take Houston plus five and a half. All right. What's next, pickle? Up next, we've got. The Fighting Ishmael Johnsons, Texas State at Southern Al- South Alabama, um, 11 a.m. on Saturday. South Alabama favored by two and a half at home to the Bobcats. Okay, so we're talking about a South Alabama team that, again, I keep coming back. To, I, I I know that I keep boiling this down to the same thing, <laughs> but Texas State's secondary scares me. Yes. Um. But I do think that the passing attack is one of the better ones in the in the Sun Belt. They are without um uh, che- uh they are without Desmond Trotter, their quarterback. They brought in Chance Lo- Lovertich um, as their backup. That could help Texas State in this one because mm-hmm. it do- does sound like Texas State's going to be going up against a backup quarterback. That could be helpful for them as well. Furthermore, um, I do think Texas State, I still maintain, I think they're better than their record indicates. Yes. They're 1-4. and four. Uh, the, the biggest question is going to be, can they take advantage of a an offense? Can the offense get going? Um, can the offense find a way to, to continue what they were doing for the first four games, basically? Right. Last week against Troy, not good. Ugly. This week, the offense needs to wake up. Mm-hmm. And... The other thing is that they are playing close games. They're going up against a backup quarterback. I am not going to overthink this, okay? I am I am not going to overthink this. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think there's going to be big plays, but I think Texas State wins it. I think Texas State goes on the road and beats South Alabama. So I'm going to take Texas State plus two and a half. Backup quarterback yeah, and an offense that's due for a breakout. I'm going to take Texas State plus two and a half. I'm not going to overthink it. Just go Texas State plus two and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, some kind of Conference USA action here. Uh, the Conference USA v. Independent. Yeah. The Army is taking on uh, UTSA, 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Army favored by seven on the road. Okay. So I'm th- here for this, this game. Is, this, is, this is tough for me because there's two, there's two things uh, I, I like about this. The troops. One, one is that I do think UTSA, we know what they are. At this point, which is a team that probably doesn't have the horses to beat everybody, mm-hmm. but their game planning and the guys that they have can muck up anything, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the things. If they can find some consistent quarterback play, then suddenly things will be a little bit better. Furthermore, this is a defense that is really, really solid going up against a wounded army team mm-hmm. that they had their... Um, uh, they had their uh, uh, they had Jamel Jones start for Christian Anderson, who was out last week against uh, the Citadel. We don't know what the status is, but if they go with the backup, they're going up against a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're also at home, and that's a long trip. From uh, It's a long trip, changing time zones, and it's an early kick. Mm-hmm. Okay, A lot of things go UTSA's way. 
But there's two reasons that I'm going to take Army minus seven. There's two reasons. One is that it's the triple option, and that is a different... It's just... It, it is not a matter of how good of a football team you are. You it is a measure of how good it. you yeah. are against the triple option. Mm-hmm. And... It's tough to defend, and I think that Army's going to be able to move the ball. That's reason one. The second reason, the troops. I knew it was coming. I'm picking the troops. Respect. I like Army minus seven. You guys know this. You guys know this. I I, I am not. You guys know I don't have a favorite college football team except one, and that's the troops. The troops. I'm sorry. I have to take Army minus seven. You guys know this. This is this is this is not this news. is honesty. This is honesty. It is not breaking news. I'm taking the troops myself. What's next, pickle? All right, we're gonna go over for some SEC action as the number eleven Fighting Texas Aggies take on Mississippi State three p.m. on Saturday. A and M favored over the Bulldogs by six and a half on the road. Yeah, uh, some respect for A and M. Yeah, um, and I think that I Which think that is a, rightfully deserved. I think last that week. a little bit. I think that a little bit of the uh, allure has kind of um, worn off of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that big win over LSU in the opener kind of turned some heads because the offense was really cooking. Now, part of it well, is and that Mike they, Leach. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, exactly. Um, this is also a team that is still trying to figure out. We don't know what the quarterback situation mm-hmm. is going to be like. Mike Leach has been kind of uh, so. KJ Costello uh, was uh, was terrific in the opener against LSU, and then he was kind of bad in the next weeks. So Will Rogers kind of came in, and he was okay. We don't know what the quarterback situation is like for for um, for. I believe he said State. that they're still trying to figure it out themselves. Yes, they so, don't know. Like they they're going to play both of them. Yes. Furthermore. This is a this is an a and, this is a Mississippi State team that is turning the ball over a lot. Mm-hmm. They're turning the ball over ugly. And I think that AM is going to be able to capitalize on that. I think that the defense is going to be able to step up and make some plays. A lot of this comes down to whether or not the front four can get pressure without sending extra guys. Yeah. That's a big part of it. I also think that the Mississippi State defense uh, is uh, I will say that that the A and M secondary obviously scares me mm-hmm. because I think that their secondary is kind of bad, but I also think that the questions on the quarterback side are um, that kind of open the door for A and M to to maybe make a, a big statement. Furthermore, can they get pressure with the front? That's a big question. I don't worry about the A and M offense anymore. I think the A and M no. offense is going to be able to do its thing. I like the A and M offense. I think that they're they're starting to kind of hum a little bit. Even without, they lost Caleb Chapman for the year, who's their leading receiver. That stinks. But I think that one of the advantages to not having any real like known commodities at the receiver spot mm-hmm. is that if you lose one of them, well, okay, like that's not a huge huge loss. You right. just have other guys who can step up and kind of fill that same role. I like A&M minus six and a half on the road. I think they win by a touchdown. I think they win something along the lines of 42-35. I like A&M on the road to go and get a win. Quick stat here Mm -hmm. uh, from Stephen Cassie. He said, stat of the day, SEC quarterbacks have thrown 20 interceptions this year. The Costello has nine of them. Yeah. Exactly. Goodness. They are loose with the football. Goodness they are loose with the football. Gracious. I trust. I think Mike Leach is going to get that offense humming whenever he gets his guys in there, but mm. I don't think that they've got their guys in there right no. now. So Some that's of that's got to be on the receivers, too. I mean, yes. Yeah. yes. All right. What's next, Pickle? Up next, more Conference USA action as North Texas travels over to Murfreesboro to take on Middle Tennessee 4 p.m. on Saturday. The Blue Raiders favored by seven. And you know what? Do you have a pick for this one? Do I have a pick for this? Absolutely. I'm taking middle by seven. Okay. I am too. You have to. I'm going to take middle Tennessee. Unfortunately, I am 100% officially off of the North Texas bandwagon Mm -hmm. until further notice. Um, I would love for them to step up, but I think the biggest thing is that I think that the defense, while I think the offense is pretty good, I do think the offense is pretty bad, pretty good. Their defense is not good enough to even keep them in games. No. Furthermore, another thing, and this is a weird thing, North Texas has been really bad in the red zone. Really bad. Yes, they can't convert. They can't, they can't finish they drives. They get in there and they, they freeze. They can't finish drives. Um, I do think that the Middle Tennessee pass defense is a pretty good 
pretty good, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to be able to challenge this North Texas offense and kind of exacerbate the gap between the offense and the defense. Which is the best thing that they have going for them. Yes. So that and, and the biggest thing is that, like, again, a lot of this comes down to finishing drives. Mm-hmm. North Texas probably has a much better record if they're able to finish drives. In right. fact, they win last week against Charlotte. Yep. They probably win... There's another close game they played, right? Uh, Yes, the week before that. Slayer Miss? Yes. Slayer Miss. Yes. They probably win the Slayer Miss uh-huh. game if they, if they do that. My question is, can they finish drives? And furthermore, can the defense make some sort of plays to slow down and give their offense a chance? I think that Middle Tennessee is going to be able to get a couple of stops, and that's mm-hmm. all they're going to need. I like MTSU minus seven. Yeah, and seven. if... Any North Texas people want to jump on me for that? Then prove, like, go out there and prove us wrong. How about this? You know? <laughs> How about this? Here's some here's some betting statistics for you. Ready for this? Yeah. Middle Tennessee is five and zero against the spread in their last five conference games. Mm-hmm. They are nine and two against the spread in their last uh, against against their last eleven games with teams with a losing record. And North Texas. One and four against the spread yep. in their last five games as a road underdog. They don't play well as a road underdog. No. And Middle Tennessee is a covering machine. I like Middle Tennessee. And we haven't really seven. seen this team no. on the road either, which terrifies me. I like Middle Tennessee minus <laughs> seven. Uh, and finally, Miss Pickle. Finally, staying in Conference USA, Southern Miss. All aboard on the UTEP bandwagon at 6.30 p.m. Saturday. Southern Miss, unfortunately favored by five and a half. For over UTEP. Yeah. So, look. Come on, UTEP. <laughs> I think it's fair to say this is a different UTEP team. It okay? is. Obviously, they're moving in the right direction. I think that their defense is able to kind of keep them in most games. Now, last week, obviously, against Louisiana Tech, they, they, um, they, they battled back and forth, came up short to Louisiana Tech, but they were able to hold them in a game. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss is also coming off of a um, a postponement. They did not play last week because mm-hmm. of COVID-19 at FAU. Um, so this gives them an extra week. Do you buy the rest versus rust thing? That's a big question. Do you right. buy the rest versus rust? Furthermore, they are traveling two time zones, I believe. Yes. I believe that Southern Miss is, is East Coast, right? Uh-huh. So they're traveling two time zones that they're going to be kicking off at 830 body clock. Okay. Eight thirty. Uh, uh, yeah. No, it'll be seven. I'm sorry, it'll be seven thirty body, body clock because we are six thirty. Our time. Yeah. Whatever. Time zones are dumb. <laughs> My point is, is this. <laughs> I do think that the Southern Miss offense is probably going to be able to get a little bit of traction. Right. They've got well, a good quarterback. They have a, an excellent quarterback. And by the way, Frank Gore Jr., their running back, has been really good as well. Jack Abraham, their quarterback, they're, they're going to be able to score. My concern for UTEP is that offense has got to get into gear. Now, Southern Miss's defense is not amazing, mm-hmm. but I think it's good enough. Here's After seeing Southern Miss play live, I think the big key on this one is UTEP showed a lot of spark in like the second and third quarter mm-hmm. last week. So if they can come out of the gates looking like that, yes. they'll be good because Southern Miss comes out of the gates really hot and yes. they start to die off afterwards and you can start taking advantage of that defense. So if UTEP can come out hot, I think that this is very, very close. I agree. I agree. I am going to take Southern Miss minus five and a half. Mm-hmm. Respect to my minor brothers. Win by a um, touchdown. I, mean. I, I, I like Southern Miss something like 28 21 something like that i'm just not sure utep can score enough and that's a little bit concerning to me so my free money picks for this week i like smu minus six and a half at tulane i like houston plus five and a half at home against byu i like texas state plus two and a half at south alabama i actually like them outright Uh, i like the troops minus seven at utsa i like a&m minus six and a half at mississippi state i like middle tennessee minus seven at home against north texas and i like southern miss minus five and a half at utep let's see if we can get a winning record this week yeah. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. First favorite. Um, we were corrected. Apparently, Southern Miss is still in the central time zone. I guess, doesn't it cross over, Ooh. like, right in the middle of Mississippi? Is that when you start switching? Let's find out. Time zones. <laughs> USA. <laughs> Let's see the map. I'm looking at a map. Because um, it's in... Wait a second. Hattiesburg? Yeah, no, the, oh, yeah, oh, wow, you know what, do you know where the, do you know where the eastern time zone cuts off? Where? In the, in the southeast? Um, it cuts off on the Georgia-Alabama line. 
Oh, okay. So that was further than I huh. thought. I've made the trip. I've driven to Florida before and have made that trip, and I knew it switched over in I somewhere did not know over that. there. I should know that. So that means that yeah, Mississippi cut, so, is in God's so, time zone. So it is. Mississippi's in God's time zone. It cuts through. So the, the time zone cuts through part of Indiana. Mm-hmm. It cuts through the middle of Kentucky and the middle of Tennessee. Okay. Um, I've made that trip before. That yeah. makes sense. So, and then, and then like the panhandle of Florida is in. Which I guess it makes sense if you think about it because like most people don't realize that UTEP is in a different time zone, even mm-hmm. though we're all still in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yes. it's over a little bit more than what, like to the right, a little bit more than what people would think. Ooh, my question is. To the east. So here's a question. I'm looking at that map and I get, I don't, I generally don't know this. Mm-hmm. Is Van Horn, Texas in, um, is that in central time zone or is uh, that I believe in? so. That is in the central time zone. So yeah. Van Horn, that's interesting. Yep. So I wonder where that li- – I need to look that up, like where specifically it is that you cross over. And I've driven that. I just don't know no, right off the yeah. top of my head where that is. But there is – yeah, the, the the mountain time zone does – I know in El Paso you're in the mountain time, time zone. Time zone, yes. But there is a point in the desert mm-hmm. where it is like – I don't know where it is. Which but is funny because pan- in the panhandle you're still good until you get – Texas into like New Mexico ish. Yeah, let me see. This is almost as intriguing as our longitude latitude. This discussion. is great. I'm looking. Gr- this is going a lot. Really We're well. a science okay. podcast. So Hudspeth County and a little bit of Culberson County are in the Mountain Time Zone. So Hudspeth County, Hudspeth County, Texas. You're listening to live coverage of me learning geography. geography. <laughs> That's um, Sierra Blanca, Fort Hancock, uh-huh. all those. But Van Horn, ah, see, Van Horn is just on the other side, side of Culverson County. Yes, that's where it is. So there you go. Isn't that weird? You could walk like literally like a mile from your house and be in a different time zone. Yeah, because Van, you know? Van Horn's like a couple, like it's that's only a, a couple miles That's long. a five minute drive yeah. from the mountain time zone. Which has got to drive people nuts. Yep. I don't know how you do it. Like I'm, my brain is not. Well, not and imagine big going enough. to work, like going to work, like waking up in the morning and having to drive ten minutes to work, but you're yeah. actually an hour behind. Well, like you have to you, wake up and out. Like I guarantee you, if you live in Van Horn mm-hmm. and you work in El Paso or something like that, first of all, that's a long drive, longer drive than you think. Yeah. Secondly, you definitely just live in the mountain time zone. Like, oh yeah. You just think like, okay, my clock is always on mountain oh, time. Oh, I was gonna say you set the yeah. the microwave clock there, so when you're exactly. making your coffee in the morning, you need to know what you're going yeah. for. <laughs> um. Okay. Anything else? No, that was a lot of final thoughts, but we learned some things today. We learned some things, had some laughs, killed some time. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Chad Graves, the head coach of the Palacio Sharks, for being our guest. For There must be another comment going in. It says, they have books at, uh, about this on at Whoa, okay, hang on. They have books on this at the library tab, which you can get takeout. Freshly pickled. <laughs> and these knuckleheads in the comments, I'm Greg Pepper. <laughs> Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow from Mailbag Friday on Texas Football Today.